Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2017. This is Adrian talking about Step 12. Uh, I'm Adrian, I'm an alcoholic. I'm sober today. Um, Yeah, I had a desire to stop drinking and drugging uh, a long time before I eventually did. Um, I tried a lot of different ways to stay sober or get sober, stay sober. Um, Many visits to detoxes and long-term rehabs. Um, Yeah, untreated, being an alcoholic, I I did what we do and I I picked up over and over again. You know, the cycle was going on. Um, You know, as much as I knew I needed to stop, and I wanted to stop. Um, I uh, just kept doing it, and um, yeah, and I, I was chronic. Um, every waking, every every waking moment, I was uh, under the influence of some kind of substance. Um, as I said, uh, I was compelled by um, the craving that I had, and um, and I obsessed about it 24/7. Um, while I was drinking, while I wasn't drinking, didn't matter. You know, I was just always thinking about the next one and how I was going to go about getting it, and uh, it was hard work. But I found a way. <coughs> Great resilience. I just found a way. Um, as I said, I, I tried quite a few different um, avenues of uh, um, trying to get sober and, and recovering, and um, one of those was coming to Alcoholics Anonymous uh, approximately about 10 years ago. Um, and I guess um, I tried I, I did try my best I made promises that this was going to be it every single time I believed that promise myself and uh, you know, I'd tell loved ones family, girlfriend um, my friends people in AA you know, this was it, this, it was over you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm in recovery now and, and I'm never going to do it again I found myself doing it again and um, I thought I was stupid and I thought I was different. I thought there was no way I was going to get this. And uh, coming to Alcoholics Anonymous, I saw people had recovered. They were sober. Um, and uh, I just thought I was so different to you guys. I was so different to everyone else that I didn't stand a chance, you know. And um, I didn't know anything about alcoholism. And, um, you know, I, I do today. And... Uh, I think it's really important that if we're going to carry the message, it's important to understand the problem um, before offering a solution, you know. And I, I had no idea what powerless, powerless meant. I didn't know what they were referring to about unmanageability. Um, there were a lot of words in the big book that um, didn't make sense to me or I interpreted them a certain way. Um, and I was fried when I came in. I could hardly read the book because... It was it was blurry to me, but it was read to me, you know. And someone, my first sponsor, um, showed me the first step, and he said, "I'm not telling you you're an alcoholic." He said, "You've come to Alcoholics Anonymous, but let's have a look and see." And you go away and consider what they're talking about in the book, and um, and you make up your mind whether you need to be here or not. And um, you know, people talk about the first step <coughs> being uh, the most important, and the reason why. I believe, in my experience, is because it's the driver for me to seek a solution. Because it's pretty drastic to say that you're either going to go on to the bitter end and keep drinking and drugging and destroying your life, or the alternative is to um, 
chase a spiritual solution. Um, I didn't want to go that way. I didn't want to go that way. But um, I knew without a choice I was going to go back to drinking. It had been my history. I just had to look back on my own um, experience, you know. Um, the reason why I talk about the first step a little bit when I'm talking, you know, speaking about the 12th step is because um, potentially my 12th step is someone's first step, you know. And I don't know if there's some, any people here from rehab or people coming back, um, new people just coming in off the street. Um, it's, it, I stress that it's really important to understand um, your problem. You know, <clears throat> for a long time I thought alcohol and drugs were my problem and just that. Um, when uh, I remember coming in and I said to my sponsor, I want to nip this in the bud before I go insane. And he goes, oh, I've got news for you, son. <laughs> I, hated, um, I hated what my sponsor used to tell me. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. Because he didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. He told me what I didn't like to hear, which was the truth. That um, I was going to drink, drug again, whether I wanted to or not. You know. And um, time away from the drink and the drugs doesn't necessarily mean that I'm in the clear, you know. Um, and I have experienced these things too, you know. I, I spoke to a guy last week and he said to me, and I, told, I had a chat to him a few weeks ago and I said, don't you're about to drink again, you know, if you're an alcoholic. And he, and he did drink again and, and um, he thought I was some kind of magician and thought, how do you know, how do you know I was going to drink again? And I said, um, because I've experienced that myself. I made a start, I came to Alcoholics Anonymous I sat in the chairs, I got service positions, you know, I got a home group. I did everything, but I threw off doing the work, you know, and um, I was looking at other people, judging everyone, and, you know, I could read the book, and I could get pretty... And I'm, I'm not stupid, so I can, uh, I can talk about the book all day long, but um, I think with the 12th step, carrying the message, it's uh, more importantly than talking about the steps, and intellectualising it, I think it's important to walk this, you know, and um, in AA, you know, and, and outside of AA is to talk about the, um, you know, living this in, our, in, our, in all our affairs. Um, you know, I, I'm compelled today through a connection with a power greater than myself to be here, to carry the message, to be helpful, to be ready, that when someone asks me for help, I'll, I'll give them help, you know, and I always meet them I'll always be as committed to their recovery as they are, not more, no less. I don't make concessions because uh, once I start getting emotionally involved, I, um, you know, I start to get selfish and um, dishonest you know, about the, the, the message that I'm meant to be carrying here. And I, one question I asked said, what's the message? And I asked my sponsor once, what is the message? Because I hear a lot of messages, good messages in AA, great suggestions, but I say, what's the message? And, um, and he, he came out of the book, and he didn't make this up. He said, if you have an alcoholic mind, the time and place, untreated, the time and place will come when you will drink again. And uh, I couldn't deny that. You know, the mirror was held up. Did that happen to me? Yep. You know, I did it a lot of times. You know. um, I didn't walk in here. I didn't get up one day and say, I think it's a good idea I go to Alcoholics Anonymous. I didn't think today's a good day. I mean, every day I woke up or came to, I thought, I, I'll just, uh, I'll try today, you know. Um, 
I was powerless. It was going to happen. I didn't have a choice. Um, so everyone sponsors people a certain way, but there's a requirement in this step, and it says having had a spiritual awakening. And um, step 11, people spoke about it really well. You know, I was sleepwalking through life. I think even before I became a uh, chronic alcoholic, drug addict, I was sleepwalking. And, um, you know, I, based on fear, I, I got an idea on life and how life was and how life was supposed to be. Um, then I crossed that line because along the way I was drinking, drugging, doing all that sort of stuff too. But I crossed the line where the luxury of drinking and the effect that I loved getting from it became a necessity for me. It was like breathing, you know. It really was. Um, um, yeah, so going forward to um, the, the um, what happened for me was like... I, I sat and I listened to the to the um, the first step, and, I, and someone read through with me. Um, I disregarded my previous experiences with AA and um, with rehabs and what I'd been told. Great stuff that I'd been told, um, but I had to put that aside and have a new experience to learn really what my problem was. And I, and I start to see that my it was my head, my thinking that was my problem. You know, um, we hear about. Um, this is a progressive illness. And a lot of people refer to... I've heard it along the way, and I'm not... You know, it sure is. We, we do drink more and you know, we take more drugs long, you know, as, as we go on, but I'm in the grips of a progressive illness right now, standing here. You know, the only hope I've got is, um, is uh, a spiritual solution, you know, working it. If I let up... I've been sober for a little while, but if I let up, I mean chances are that I will drink again. But before that, I'll probably go really mad and make some stupid decisions. And um, the end result would probably be for me to pick up the drink, um, most likely, going off my history. You know, they talk about a guy in the book who didn't drink for 25 years, you know, picks up, thinks everything's all right, it's made a good living, and um, drinks, and then dies within four years or something, you know. I wonder what it would have been like to live with that guy or have that guy as your boss, you know? Um, you know, another guy I heard of recently was sober for 10 years. He didn't pick up a drink. Maybe he did, I don't know, but he, but he hung himself, you know? 10 years sober. So, you know, I am in the grips of a progressive illness. You know, I, I'm fully aware of that. Um, I'll try different ways of, of uh, going about this because... Last thing I want to do is get honest. Um, my mind automatically shuts off to new ideas or new ways, and my willingness goes out the window because you know who can be bothered? You know, it takes too long for the change to happen. You know, um, which brings me to the uh, practicing uh, these principles in all our affairs. Um, what spirituality? hard to define but I know what's not spiritual you know for me you know when I was uh, younger someone I had, I had great upbringing and um, and good education all that I knew what was right and what was wrong um, I fought that I suppose and tried to tweak it so uh, and as I can do today too is rationalise the wrong things and make them right you know to suit me um I need to maintain that honesty, open-mindedness and willingness. 
um, that, that in the book says that, that those three things are indispensable. Um, but as time goes on, and I get further away from my last drink, um, I, I, I start to, um, you know, toy around with that sort of stuff, you know. Um, not willingly, I don't mean to, but it just starts to happen for me. And uh, I'm here to speak from my experience. And uh, my experience is this of late, to make it uh, pretty current, is that I was walking out of the rooms, you know, probably about two, three months ago. I thought, I've done enough, time to retire and go and live my life, you know. <laughs> um, I wasn't thinking about drinking or drugging, no. You know, and I couldn't imagine myself doing that again. I wasn't even thinking of suicide. I was just thinking about, um, you know, I was making, like I said, I rationalised that kind of thinking and I was thinking, um, I can't help here anymore. Um, no one wants my help. Self-pity, I suppose, starts creeping in. Um, one thing I was doing through there was um, I was uh, praying and that's been the, the I guess, the, um, that's been the foundation of, you know, my, my life since I got sober was uh, is prayer. Um, and also, as a result of that prayer, I got honest with a couple of people uh, and I, I hadn't asked for advice or guidance for about two, three, two years and um, I was feeling the pain, you know, takes a lot, a lot of pain, I think. Um, like I said before, I didn't come to Alcoholics Anonymous. think this is a great place to be. I think I want to change. It took a lot of pain, a good beating over and over again um, with and without alcohol or drugs um, to finally say, OK, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at this stuff, you know. Um, yeah, so a couple of months ago I started speaking and I've always been in touch. I've got a great mate in the fellowship. And I guess I was still staying accountable to a degree. But, you know, it's, I bring it back to this. It's not my job to get in the way of someone's experience, you know. I'm not going to stop people from drinking or from going mad. Um, I can suggest to them through my experience uh, what I did. Um, I can be there to help them, be their friend. But ultimately, they're going to do what they're going to do. You know, I don't have any power over them. I'm powerless over me, I'm powerless over other people for sure, especially when it comes to alcoholics. Um, but, um, you know, I, I've seen it happen. I've seen a lot of people uh, that I've worked with. I don't, and I was talking to my mate uh, on Friday and I don't think they've found another way. I, I dare say they're uh, out there drinking, drugging, dying, whatever, you know. And I knew that by talking to them, I knew that they might have been... Um, pretty much like me and um, if they are and they're not doing this and I always made a deal with people when I used to work with them I was saying if you find another way you let me know because uh, you know I wouldn't mind having a look at something different you know? um, but no one's ever rung me and said uh, yeah uh, found a way mate you know cost 500 bucks you know <laughs> happens in a day I ate it. You know, I used to think the 12th step was about got to sponsor people. I'm perfect now. Got it down pat. Got to sponsor people. Got to get them by the head and drag them into meetings. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought it was about. You know, because I used to listen to speaker tapes too. But I can listen to all the speaker tapes in the world if I don't have my own experience of working with others. I'm not going to get any good at it. You know, and I'm going to become dishonest, selfish. You know. 
It's all great to walk around and say, and I've sponsored a few people along the way, and there's been times when I haven't sponsored people, but when I try, like with anything in my life, the more I try to do something, um, the further away I get from, from there, you know. The other thing is I, I've got to let go of the, of the um, outcome of things, and that's in all my affairs and working with others. I've got to let go of the outcome. All I'm responsible for is putting in the action. Whatever happens is not my business. But um, like I said, I, I, get, I, get, I have an investment a lot of time in, in what I need to be doing and, and how this should work out. Again, it's me um, trying to arrange the ballet, the lights, you know, the actors and all that sort of thing. You know. um, I wouldn't mind adjusting these lights right now, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, look, I've I, um, I got to finish up and uh, I, I, I owe my life. And I don't have a new life today, I have a new way of living. I've always had the same life. I've always been the same person. I still have defects of character. I still make mistakes in sobriety, you know, I still do that. You know, this is not about becoming perfect. It's about just connecting with a power greater than ourselves um, and see what happens, you know. I mean... All we can do is try, you know. But if I'm here, I'm recovered. My sponsor said to me this is also about being carrying the message. And he goes, I said, what's the message? And he goes, you are. You're a recovered alcoholic. And uh, I didn't get that. He goes, go think about that. He used to tell me that a lot. <laughs> um, but he goes, go think about it. And I did. I used to go and think about it. And um, I understand today. As I understand a lot of stuff that the book talks about, you know, I have these new revelations about what they're talking about. These things come to me, you know, now. And I believe they're spiritual experiences where my thinking has changed, you know. Not entirely. It sometimes changes back. Generally, every morning I wake up, it changes back to my, you know. But um, I have new experiences all the time, you know. But if I'm not here... I'm isolating, and that's exactly where my head wants me to be, away from any kind of help, you know. I ain't going to get honest, you know, and I'll believe my own bullshit, sorry. But I'll, I'll, I, um, I'll believe it, you know. Um, thanks heaps for, for having me here, to the group. Kath, thanks for calling, and, um, yeah, wish you all the best. Thanks. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.